Welcome everyone. Welcome to the Matter of the Heart, where we bring you heartfelt, educational, and positive stories all to elevate your spirit. I am your host, Carol, and always uh, thank you so much for taking your time out to listen to the Matter of the Heart. And check out the website, www.thematteroftheheart.com, where we have so, so many really terrific shows on. The topic of the, uh, of, the, of the podcast is quantum relationships, and I'm sure many of you have heard of the word quantum, and I'm sure many of you have heard of the word relationships, but what does it mean to have both of these words combined? What is the energy that it emanates, you know? Well, the guest of the show is Sherry, Sherry Anshara, and Sherry is the founder of the Anshara Method of Accelerated Healing. Uh, she's a medical intuitive, a holistic healer, a quantum pathic holistic healer, and she is an international best-selling author of several books, including The Intelligence Code. So, Sherry, what is quantum relationships? Connections from deep within inside. It is your spirit and your soul and your body so connected there is no reason to have opposition with each other well it sounds easier than said than done all right so how can somebody get into that that full alignment sherry well it's really understanding their own language not body language but the language that they're that they use and the first key is one of the best tools that i teach called the neo non-emotional observer and when we begin to observe ourselves non-emotionally without guilt shame and blame or attachments to the past then we become more open for that deeper connection and a really clear defined conversation well okay so i'm presuming and and certainly uh you know, give me your insight that that means the concept of letting go from from any past connection to somebody and just being in the present with the present relationship? Yes, because in that Neo, I right. show people how to look at the different profiles and the behaviors and the roles that we get into that in duality are very repetitive. But when you step outside of that into the present moment, then those former relationships or experiences do not have an effect, an effect, or an infect on the current relationship. So what I'm presuming with that um, is that a lot of times, and I think we've all had these experiences, listeners, and Sherry, we've had past relationships that seem to still hang on. And there's some energy that we haven't really maybe even sometimes fully recognized. Maybe it's submerged in, uh, it, it, or repressed, whatever, in our subconscious mind, whatever it is, you know, but it, it, maybe we're not totally free from it. So I'm presuming, Sherry, you're talking about being free from any past uh, relationship. That, that is correct, Carol. That is correct. So you don't have the physical connections. And that really is getting it out of your unconscious, not just the subconscious. Mm -hmm. 
unconscious. That's that foundation that we really are not clear about. And so what I teach people is to have that clarity, you know, those aha or Buddha moments. And right. they'll say, oh my gosh, I really don't have to do that. And it really has the most incredible impact on both personal and even professional relationships. Mm -hmm. So give me an example uh, of somebody who came in to your office, to your practice, and still has lingering ties from somebody from a year ago, two years ago. And oh. you sense it and they talk about it. Um, how do you go about it? Number one, what we do is wherever it's bothering you in the body, this is the truth, Carol. Pain is the body's attempt to get our attention. So I will give you an example. Many people that have shoulder pain, it is about the responsibility. So they're responsible if someone's happy or someone's miserable. So when we begin to identify when that time frame happened of the responsibility, it, it begins to release and then they don't have that emotional connection or attachment. Oh my God, I left that person or they left me. What did I do wrong? What did they do wrong? If you are actually in a sense cutting the string theory, that's quantum physics, you are cutting those bands physically as well as emotionally physically to that person who is that profile. So then you come into really the current moment. You're not affected by that now or any now previously, whatever in the timeline, but you get the clarity of it. And in the book that you mentioned, The Intelligence Code, 14 of my clients wrote it, and there's two chapters on quantum relationships and quantum sex. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, what I'm also picking up, a few things, is that when somebody is... Um, uh, listeners, you know, totally in that present, um, you know, obviously it's a, it's a freer, as I had said, a freer connection, but it's also more the realization of it. You know, it's like looking at the flower and seeing all the petals of it, because I think sometimes, you know, when we have still lingering, we don't, might not see all the petals. We might not even see the colors. We might not appreciate. I think the word is also appreciate. If we're still holding on to something, you know, that we might not be fully aware of, as, as Cher uh, is just mentioning, we might not be fully appreciating, you know, the pres the person in the present. And in that back of the mind, you know, we're still hoping, whatever it is, maybe we're hoping that that other person comes back into our lives. But also, I can't help but think, Sherry and listeners, it's not fair to the person in the present. That is correct, because then that person, you sometimes have a threesome or a foursome or a tensome, depending on the profiles that you're still attached to. And sometimes unwittingly, we attempt to make over that current person into the profile of someone from the past, which is not fair to your own self in a quantum relationship. And it's not fair to the other person and then it can't go to that quantum deep level because we're still living mm -hmm. in the past mm -hmm. yeah it's also opening up opening up um a blockage that could occur correct and you that know. 
blockage could have started at, you know, six or 10. Right. Or the first time the first love left you in high school or something. Right. Right. Yes. It could create a blockage, an unforeseen blockage, you know, in the present relationship. You know, uh, it could create a, a certainly a blockage from from the past um, and also a lot of hurt <laughs> um, to the person in the present. Correct. And part of that is languaging. Mm -hmm. I teach wordology is your biology. And so in, in I'm just going to quote out of the book. Words are powerful. Our bodies know what words ring true and correct. Listening and learning to listen to our bodies when we speak instead of allowing our minds to tell the same story, you know, that over and over again. Yes. Yeah. us into our quantum relationship more quickly. Listening is the key. Listening, not hearing. Listening. I understand. The big difference between hearing and listening, listeners. You know, we can hear everything all the time. But as far as listening to something, then we're getting really the heart of the words, you know, and the, the, the really the heart of the meaning of the words, you know, rather than just hearing. Hearing is very easy because we have ears uh, and ears hear. But when you listen to another human being, you're actually giving them a certain respect and understanding and you're extending your heart to them. Yes, and it provides an opportunity for both individuals in the relationship to grow to grow even in a friendship right Both romantic but even in a friendship mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or even a business connection Ooh. if two people want to work together as so-called partners you know in a business if they don't listen to the other i don't see how they could be partner because uh, I think, uh, Sherry and listeners, I think there's a difference between relationship and partnership. I think there's more of an involvement. I think you can have many relationships, but a partnership is much more, I think, more involved. It's a deeper connection. So um, uh, listening, the art of listening is, uh, and it also involves when you listen more, I never thought of that, Sherry, but it, it, there's patience with that as well. Yes. And, and in that art of listening, you really learn more, not as a lesson, but you learn really about your own self. Right. Definitely, yes. Definitely. Well, you're, you're being patient with yourself. It's, it's also challenging your own patience. You know, realizing that you need to, you know, look in the eyes of that other person and respect the words that they are emanate, you know, emanating from themselves, you know, rather than bypass. How many times? I'm sure many times, listeners, you uh, you say something to somebody and I don't know what the hell they talk. I mean, you say something and then they talk about something else totally. And then you say something again and they talk about something else. totally. So at that moment, you have to question that type of connection you have with the person. So I'm presuming uh, Sherry, listening is pivotal in what you do with your uh, with your clients. Absolutely, and I'm very blessed about it because that is one of the things people will say to me. Sherry, you listen. You don't just hear me, but you really listen. And when I'm listening to their wordology or their language or their expression, mm -hmm. it's so much easier for that person 
without having an experience of being judged to get to their core mm -hmm. of what is bothering them. Mm -hmm. Well, it also gives them more comfort. And it also um, conditions them to, to speak to you again. Because if they're in your office and you're not listening, why would they want to come back? You know, but if they're listening, they know you're listening, just like a friendship. If you know your friend is listening to you, well, you'll keep on continuing with that connection, that friendship. But if you know that they're not listening to you, you might question what it's all about. Yes. And the other important part of this, and I call it important, is that you can even agree to disagree and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. As long as it's you can agree to disagree, right, exactly, as long as, because some people, when you uh, disagree, you know, they get very defensive, uh, which is sometimes a result of insecurity stuff. So they can disagree, or you can agree or disagree, whatever it is, you know, and, but done it in a very, um, almost, no, I don't know if it's a diplomatic way, but just respecting, showing respect for the other person. Yes, and that respect really provides a different many opportunities to get even closer not just again it can be romantic it could be friendship it could be within the family and what you're doing is you're taking you're letting go i guess they're taking away the label that you might have about that person which opens up flexibility mm -hmm. well that's an interesting word you said label or if you can clarify that well, you know, sometimes in labels, we put people in boxes from our idea. Like a brand. <laughs> it is. Oh, Carol, I love you. It is like, like you brand them as right. sister or brother or mother, father or friend or frenemy or romantic. So what if your idea of romantic might be different with, than the other person's romantic? It's not my one is better than the other. Right. So, but when you get out of the labels or the boxes, it opens up worlds to each other. Now, I'm not getting woo-woo here. Right. It opens up the perspectives of and the flexibility of what you can be with each other and then do with each other. Right, definitely. Yeah. Well, no, that's an interesting concept, label and, uh, and brand, everybody, you know? You don't want to label somebody. Well, that's interesting because, you know, some of us have ants. Or have had ants, but just that word itself is creating. Um, it's it's actually creating more. Well, what is does an ant do? You know, expect maybe it can create more expectations in that person. Yes, and do you know the core emotional issue of anxiety is unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, I can understand that. Unreal, yes, definitely yes with that. Um, I would think actually anxiety in relationships can be a very big issue. Yes. How to suppress it. Yes, and then when it gets depressed, then that makes people even more uh, upset. And, mm -hmm. that, and then they're expecting the other person to expect what they expect them to say. And maybe they didn't say it that way. That's why wordology is your biology. Right. And when we put them in a box, mm -hmm. then 
atmosphere or a frame or a label, then it makes it more challenging to be open and relaxed and happier and connected. Right. Well, that makes sense. So we don't put them in a box. And uh, well, I'm thinking to out loud here, uh, everyone, we're not putting them in a box. We're just, we're simply approaching them as a human being, you know, not even a gender, a human being, you know, oh my um, yes. and how the two people are connecting at that moment. Yes. And also if we're approaching them as a human being, well, without the concept of an aunt or uncle or grandmother or who the heck, you know, you know, maybe then we can get more into the human qualities of that person. What do we want? Well, I don't know if it's so much expectation, but a human being implies, you know, other, um, you know, other adjectives with it. You know, what is it to be human? Exactly. And, and everybody might have their own version, but right. they don't have to be in opposition with each other. So I say, don't do anything to or for someone, participate with them. And when you're with them, you listen. Yes. Well, that makes sense. Yes. When you So in your words, I'm curious, do you find a difference with the word relationship and partnership? Yes, absolutely. And most people think that relationships are usually more romantic or right. oriented. But actually, that is a partnership without the labels in the boxes. And that can be both personal and professional. Right. And, and can I give you a quick example? Yeah, go to it. A, a friend of mine, and we've been friends for eons and eons. We don't always agree, and we can agree to disagree, but we have been friends. And there was a time when we both worked for the same company. We're two different companies, but the same owner. But right. the part about it is that we even got to work with each other, not you know, and it never affected our friendship because we were so connected as as friends. She's been a bestie for years. And whether we worked together or didn't do it or, you know, whatever we did, it's because of that clear relationship that we had as friends that was not just labeled or confined. It was always flexible. And again, we didn't always agree to, you know, we could have disagreed to agree and we could agree to disagree. It's quite amazing and we've been friends forever. Yeah, well, friendship, I think, is the, the root, you know, the, the framework. So I'm curious with your, uh, you know, the people that you see, uh, if you were going to take some type of sherry, uh, statistical, I don't know, analysis, do many of them uh, start with friendship or bypass it? Many times, and let's just say in a romantic relationship. Right, in a, in a romantic. They bypass the friendship, Carol. Mm -hmm. It's so much, it's so much deeper, incredibly more connected when the person that you are developing a personal relationship, as in love, is that, you know, and I'll say, you know what, you can tell me, and this is, here's the caveat. Someone said, you know, I really love them, but I don't like them. You mm -hmm. know what? You've got to like them first. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, I think liking means more that you're connecting to the qualities of the person. Love can be, I hate to say this, but sometimes abused, the word, you know? 
um, out of insecurity. Sometimes when people use the word, it's out of insecurity or to create security. Uh, but when you say you like somebody, you know, you're really liking the qualities of the human being. Yes. And when you are developing a romantic relationship, mm -hmm. it is wonderful to like each other and to be friends. This is not corny or pie in the sky. It's real because that's what's happened for many, 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 many couples that I've worked with. They, they have loved it. And they said it was it far out uh, outweighed or whatever their right. marriage is, marriage counseling. Because mm -hmm. nobody was right or wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't help but think now um, if they bypassed a friendship, so they went into the romance or the physical intimacy, is, is it more difficult to go backwards to the friendship? Well, you actually can. And those are the tools that I teach. Okay. Because what is the first connection anyway? Yes, it could be hormones. And I love hormones. They're great, Carol. But, but what really was the attraction? Right. And, and sometimes they will say, this is what they'll say. I don't exactly know what attracted me to that person. And and it isn't necessarily hormones, but they will say that. I just right. don't. There was something about that person. Mm -hmm. Okay. So well, that, that, that's a good one to explore. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd be, I'd be a real detective, an emotionally detect, detective with that one. They don't know. All right. So how do you delve into that? For them, will they ever know? Yes, they do. I, they do it all the time. What we're looking for is that profile. What right. is that profile that you like about that person? And what are some of the things that they do, their patterns, what they say, how they act? And so we will say somebody is like an introvert and someone's an extrovert. It's not necessarily that. So we go beyond that labeling and really define what, and there's more than one thing in the connection. See, everybody's looking for the one thing of the connection, but it's multiple. There's right. multiplicity. And when people really, it's deeper than understanding, it's comprehending. And then they get the, what I call the Buddha moment. Buddha, oh, I got it. Right. These are all the things that I really liked about that person. And, and it grew into love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, then that's, that's very nice that you can do that. No, that's beautiful. It is so beautiful and it's it's so exciting mm -hmm. to see that and that they can get a perspective of each other. See, perception mm -hmm. is the reception and deceptions of our conceptions. They're not right. But right. perspectives, they get to the facts. Well, you know what? I really like this person because this is one way, this is the other, or this person really reminds me uh, of something or someone that I really liked. Right. You have to be romantic before. It's just what they are connecting to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, when you say that, um, I'm picking up, I feel very strongly when they do say that, that creates a strong bond, you know, because they thought about it and they felt it, you know. It's not a fly-by-night thing, you know. They, they like the person because maybe there's a, the history of the person and they formulated or they created their own type of formula, whatever it is, you know, that liking formula, you know, um, and it feels more, much more solid to me, more solid that I love you. Well, what do you love? the? Per I mean, 
because the love, nice word, I would love, you know, Gibran's quote, love has no other desire than to fulfill itself. Um, but love is a beautiful word, but underneath it, I think liking can be actually much more um, deeper. Oh, Carol, that is such the truth. It is so much deeper mm -hmm. and so much more connected and so not judgmental. Right, right. Liking. Yes, I could see that. Definitely, yes. Um, what are some of the emotions, the deeper emotions? We mentioned anxiety, uh, I guess fear. What, what other emotions step in to block, you know, the uh, forward emotion? And certainly, with, as we said, Sherry, a past relationship so that, or somebody that's just hanging on to something, to someone from a year or two years, is that I can totally see why that limits the freedom of the present and it's the unfairness of the present. Are there any other? Yes, it's the emotional fear of being rejected and abandoned. Mm -hmm. Abandonment. Yes, and what if that person doesn't like me? What if that person is the same person as before? Mm -hmm. so really the rejection and the abandonment of the what if. And it's really self-judgment of self. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I can't help but think abandonment is a very, very heavy issue because some of us have had experiences I mean, it's not so much, it could be a partner from a previous or it could be a, a childhood experiences, you know, abandonment issues. Uh, a parent could have died uh, overnight and that could have uh, created, you know, a, an abandonment issue, especially if that parent was very loving to the child. So that's a very, I would say, very intense emotional issue, abandonment. Oh, definitely. And they can set up a pattern of behavior yeah. that forces the other person to abandon them. And Correct. then they see, I knew this was going to happen, but they're actually unconsciously creating it. But in right. a quantum relationship, there's nothing unconscious about it. Okay. You know, well, you know, the abandonment issue hits certainly home to me because my father died overnight and he was extremely loving. So um, then I had relationships with men, but I always thought they were going to leave me. Do you know what I'm saying? That connects to the abandonment of my father. So sometimes that can continue, you know, and we don't realize, or, or you know, if I was, got close to anybody that was very loving, that, that it would just break. Yes, and that's a profile of behavior and a role we get into. Right. And, so, and then some people in that experience can be the abandoner instead of the abandoned. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Never thought of that. Okay. Got it. You know, well, it's a heavy issue. There's no question about it. It's a heavy issue. Um, now, when you talk about the, I'm curious, we have a few more minutes left, the intelligence code. What do you mean by that with your in your book, uh, Sherry? Well, the intelligence code is really your cellular memory. Right. Your cellular memory is perfect, it, it knows. So that's your intelligence code and it is in your body. Okay. But, but in the left computer brain, it is the cellular memorization of I'm abandoned or I'm not good enough or right. I'm not pretty enough or I'm not tall enough or I'm not smart enough or I'm not handsome enough 
you know, for a guy, whatever. And so the intelligence code, and that's what I assist people to connect to, mm -hmm. uh, to get their answers. And if I, I, I'm going to say, if they go to my website, sherryunchar.com, they can download my free ebook called Getting Your Answers in 10 Minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, that's I wrote it. It's a really fast, quick ebook, but it has many tools that when one applies them, it, it just is a new beginning because getting your answers in 10 minutes is pretty darn good. It, uh, I would agree. Totally agree. No, that's great. Um, in the closing words, Ms. Sherry and Shara, what would you like to tell the listeners about quantum, quantum relationships? That they are achievable mm -hmm. and, and, they, and, they, and it isn't difficult at all. And to make those kind of relationships, I have many quantum relationships and not, and I'm not even talking about romance. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about having these more fun, these deeper, more connected. And you know what? It does not have to be difficult. It really is easy and achievable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes sense. We thank you so much, Sherry. Really, thank you. You've given us a good insight. Um, and Sherry is the founder, which makes sense, of uh, of her own practice, right, Sherry? Uh, you're located in, I believe, Scottsdale, Arizona. Correct. Mm -hmm. And my website, SherryUnshar.com. Okay. And and I I am so grateful to you, Carol, for for doing this, and and I I'm so happy that you're spreading your heartfelt message in all different ways through all the different people that you interview but you're one person making a difference no kidding oh thanks so much sherry thank you very much um and reflection with sherry's interview and discussion we've learned so much about quantum relationships and how it can be and how it can be done i find uh, freedom is is seems to tap into my brain and the concept of letting go which is so important and it's not so much Sometimes we hear it can be difficult, but Sherry's given us a great insight in how it might not be as difficult as we we uh, uh, precluded, you know, but uh, it's so important when we are connected to somebody in the present, in the present, just like looking at that beautiful flower that rests in your hand, you know, that you're giving your heart, your heart, um, mess, your, your heart to that person without anything or anybody lingering from the past, no matter what the excuse is, that you're respecting that person totally in the present so you can go forward like the ripples of the water that keep on flowing and flowing and flowing and uh, with, the in, with really with its infinite energy. We thank you very much, everybody, for listening to The Matter of the Heart. I've been your host, Carol. And check out the website, www.thematteroftheheart.com. Thank you, and thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Carol, so much.